Michigan is good. And I think that's the story of today is that they're as good as advertised, and Nebraska is just not ready for the number two team in the country. I think that's pretty apparent after today's game. But as I said, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, all four games that Nebraska should definitely be a huge part of. Heinrich steps, throws down the field, ball knocked away and completed its fourth down with nine seconds left. You're taking a look at Nebraska's offensive output today, and I think you felt like it would be tough to run the football, but you think you probably felt like you were going to earn better results than the way that this one's going to end up outside of the long run from Fleeks. Three seconds, this will be the last play of the game. Heinrich gets the snap, back to throw, being rushed, rolling out, stepping, gunning one for the end zone. The ball is in the air. It's knocked away, incomplete, game over. And Michigan improves to 5-0. and oh. Nebraska now 2-3 and three as the Wolverines win it today, 45-7 to seven over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We've got a lot of postgame coming your way next. It was a steep hill to climb for the Cornhuskers today against the second-ranked Michigan Wolverines who flex their muscles against Matt Rule's Huskers today, a 45-7 to seven final. And Michigan escapes here with another victory and looking like the cream of the crop of the Big Ten Conference. They had it all together today, racking up 436 yards of total offense. They lost the shutout there at the end of the game in the fourth quarter by a long touchdown run of 74 yards from Josh Fleeks, the Baylor transfer. And we welcome then Nebraska color analyst Damon Benning. DB, we talked a lot in the pregame about, I think our biggest key coming in was weathering the storm the first quarter plus. And unfortunately for Nebraska... Not only did that not happen, but the snowball got rolling down the hill way too early in this one. Maybe it was just because you said it first, and I'm just riding your coattails. But, man, it's just interesting how quickly it got out of hand. I didn't love Nebraska's morale almost from the jump. It seemed kind of heavy, didn't it? Yeah, I would would agree with that, too. And it seemed like all the air got let out of balloon early when Michigan took the 7-0 lead. And it's a really difficult thing to do is play behind a team like this where – they're just so stout defensively, and I don't want to turn this into a, to the Michigan show, but they were the story today. It's really hard to identify a weakness in what they want to do, Damon. They're well coached, no turnovers today, no penalties today. They had big plays. They had chunk runs. They had long drives. I mean, ben, fi- ben, find, they had, they find had tw- me where it was 26 weak. first downs. Yeah. 26 first downs. They they gave up 10. I mean, that's pretty good it's hard to find a weakness with with what they just did today and i know um you know they're they're going to look back at at the film and see things that they're obviously going to improve on however you know they play they play like they did today for the rest of the season and they're going to like the end result yeah i think they're better offensively than penn state certainly on par defensively maybe better ohio state may be explosive outside the numbers but certainly mccord isn't he hasn't been jj yet and I think Michigan is still better in the interior. So, I mean, you got to line it up and play it. But right now, I just get the sense that Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. Let's go to the to the other sideline now. How, that that's got to be a a locker room that that feels pretty beat down. I mean, if if you play a game like this and get beat as soundly as Nebraska did today, that's gonna have that's gonna have an effect mentally on 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 how you approach, you know, not only the rest of today but got to be into next week. Oh, absolutely. You're going to put your you're going to put your philosophy to the test, right? Where you flush it, you get your 24 hours and and then you move on and 
this one's going to hurt as emotionally as much as it is physically, and so I think that's the thing that may linger. We'll see what, what the prognosis is for Deshaun Singleton and, and Corcoran and some of these guys, but it was definitely a very, very physical football game. And if we've learned anything about Illinois, they're going to play the same way. That They may not execute, and they're likely not going to execute at the same level, and they certainly don't have the talent that Michigan does. But they're, they're in to, for another physical 60 minutes on a short week on Friday. Uh, we've, we've highlighted how the game has been going against Purdue for Illinois, and it's not going well. 37-13 Boilers as that one winds down. But you know, I think both teams are going to be licking their wounds a little bit all week and, and kind of reassessing where, where they are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're, if you're Illinois, you're probably angry. It was on the road. You're going to be looking forward to the friendly confines. And Nebraska, listen, equally as short a week. They got to take the flight uh, on Thursday. It'll be a quick one, you know, probably 44 minutes in the air. But uh, to be able to get rid of this one and move forward will be something. Yeah, Anthony Grant, you know, just the six carries, uh, a couple of key drops from Washington. I think there'll be some things that will stick with guys in their crawl, and we'll see how they how they respond coming back next yeah. week. Yeah, uh, and, and how they strap up the pads. For practice, this is our Eek's office fifth quarter show. He's Damon Benning. I'm Ben McLaughlin. We are awaiting comments from Nebraska head coach Matt Rule at his post-game press conference. We'll get to those comments here shortly when Coach makes his way to the podium. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Bridges Trust, serving families, foundations, and institutions to reserve wealth and safeguard legacies for over 75 years. Heinrich Harburg's numbers today, another start for him, 14 out of 25 through the air, 199 yards. He was sacked four times. That hurt the rushing total as he totes it nine times for negative two net yards. He had a long run of 16. I think that's going to be another conversation piece this week, Damon, is what you do as Jeff Sims nears the health, um, gets gets more healthy and gets near 100%. You and Greg kind of talked about a little bit in the broadcast, but that's got to be in the back of mind of the, not only the fans, but the locker room and the coaching staff as well. Yeah, I just get to, I think the coach in me says, I mean, Harburg's won the job. I, he's, he's filled in more than admirably. The offense is, is establishing an identity. I don't think he'd lost it today. And you're going on the road, and you, you're establishing an offensive rhythm. Now, it hasn't been impressive in terms of gaudy numbers, but I just don't know what you'd say, you know, behind the scenes – to say, okay, hey, listen, you got us. You're two and one as a starter. You've taken fairly good care of the football. Our guys have responded to you. Now we appreciate you. I just, I don't really see that being the case. I, I, I think Harburg is the guy at least for now, unless something dramatically changes in practice. And it's hard, right? I mean, forty-five to seven. You just got thumped on your home field, right. but. And and I know there's throws. You're not you're not sending flowers, yeah. right? And hey, great. But I, it's hard to poke holes in quarterback play. Now there's throws he's going to want back, and I think all of us have a couple in mind that you know he definitely missed. But for the most part, you know, it, it, it's hard. Let alone, in, I mean, I I don't. I guess I can't look at a 45-7 loss to Michigan in the way Harvard put it today and right? go, yeah, that, that's a glaring weakness of where this team and is. And I right just now. don't think that's the message that you want to send. Yeah, I would right, agree, so. and I and, and I think there's probably a good conversation going to be had with the offensive coordinator and Coach Satterfield. Maybe he's already had it with Heinrich about, hey, I mean, you you just stay the course because this is a young guy who's you know still under under five starts in his career trying to find his way as a college quarterback and. Yeah. Um, I mean, confidence is a shaky thing, especially at that position. So uh, I'm sure Coach Rule will be asked about it, if not today, at some point moving forward. 
Defensively, Nebraska against this Michigan offense, 436 yards. And really for the first time today, you saw a team arm wrestle Nebraska with a rushing attack, 249 yards for Michigan on the ground, led by Blake Corum, 74 yards and a score. Uh, they 250 on the ground. It didn't look easy at first, but I think, you know, just like you know, we, we've seen with Nebraska the last two weeks, the game unfolded exactly how Michigan wanted to with the success of the running game coming in the second half. Yeah, just a, just machine-like, right? And it kills your spirits. It doesn't look like much to watch. Defending it can really drive you crazy. And then you'll go through these stretches where I think your body clock just to say, listen, I need to play hero ball. He'll, excuse me, hero ball. And then all of a sudden they'll throw something at you, the counter punch, and it delivers the knockout blow. They just wear on you and wear on you, and they beat you down emotionally. Nebraska's defense got out to such a good start to the season. This is two games in a row that things haven't gone to script. You obviously had a, a an interesting offensive scheme come your way last week with Sonny Cumbie in the air raid with Louisiana Tech, and this was a little bit more balanced attack as we talked about. J.J. McCarthy made some unbelievable throws today. The arm strength on that kid is is something to something to watch in person. He's he's <laughs> he went from ill advised to good throws, right? <laughs> Electrifying arm talent. No, 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 no. Yes, type yeah. the like three point shooter steps up from thirty foot with a hand in his face. But um, he, he he really was good today. But Nebraska's defense as a whole, I'll be interested to see how they bounce back. And I think Illinois is a good team to go play defense against Damon because I think they're going to be right. They turn the ball over, and I, I don't know that their offensive line's anything to behold. So I think. You know the message probably this week in terms of confidence for the defense is this 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 should be a get right game for the black shirts next week or this too shall pass right and it's just the ne- their philosophy is you flush it and you play the next opponent on the new week trying to go one and zero so there'll be no better opportunity be be Mac than to do it this time in Champaign where you can flush this one and try to go 1-0. Yeah, and this is another team that has given Nebraska issues in the past and yeah. has at times just straight out physical to you. Uh, so that, that should ring in the back of the minds of the guys that have played against Illinois several times, and it would be nice to get one on the road in Big Ten. And, you know, If you're starting to look at the end of the season and the remaining games – uh, for Nebraska and hoping for a bowl game, this is this is almost a must-win uh, if you're trying to reach your end goal of playing beyond the regular season. Something Nebraska has not been able to do in quite some time, and that's something Matt Rule and this coaching staff will look to change starting next week and this season uh, in 2023. Our Eeks Office Fifth Quarter Show is brought to you in part by your Midwest Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com for all your truck, SUV, and electric vehicle needs. We are awaiting. Matt Rule, head coach for Nebraska's press conference, and uh, getting his comments after the 45-7 loss at the hands of the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan next on the road in Minneapolis. And if you're starting to peek ahead at Michigan's schedule, they're going to be heavy favorites uh, really the rest of the way. You get to you know the November games with Penn State on the road and Ohio State. Those are really the two that are going to be in front of Michigan that they highlight, but uh, very winnable games coming up with Minnesota, Indiana, and a Michigan State team that's falling apart at the seams. Uh, well, they got Lansing. an interesting one tonight, don't they? <laughs> On the road at Iowa City, two teams that I'm not sure who feels better about themselves. I know it, it's 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 they're about to come unglued, I think. And when you go play uh, them in East Lansing, I like Michigan's chances in that one as well. So they're they're the number two ranked team coming into this week, and I don't see that changing at any time. We got an update on uh, Georgia. I think they scored a late touchdown to go ahead, and they it has gone final. Georgia holds off Auburn 27-20, a late touchdown to Brock Bowers in that one. So I think the rankings, at least in terms of the top two teams, three teams will will stay stagnant 
um, moving forward. From Nebraska's side of things, statistically on the ground, not much going. Uh, obviously, the 74-yard rush for Josh Fleeks dramatically changes the way the final statistics look. 74 of the 106 yards came on that one carry. Uh, it was not looking good for Nebraska on the ground today, and playing behind the sticks doesn't help that cause. And as Damon told you, only six carries for Anthony Grant. Probably good to get him out and get him a little bit of rest with the thin running back depth that Nebraska has. Receiving-wise for Nebraska today, Billy Kemp made a couple of big plays in the receiving game. Seven targets for him. He caught four passes for 61 yards. Thomas Fedoni hauled in two passes as well. His touchdown streak came to an end today. Thomas had scored in three consecutive games. That snapped here today, but he did catch two passes for 31 yards. Marcus Washington, the biggest play for Nebraska in the passing game, a 56-yard reception there early in the third quarter uh, and a missed field goal. Another area that Nebraska will need to get cleaned up with, with the special teams is another missed field goal today for freshman kicker Tristan Alvano. I know they'll continue to evaluate things there as well. 45-7, again, the final. Michigan beats Nebraska, and the Huskers will try and flush this one quick and turn their attention to the fighting line. I have another Friday night game for Nebraska and Champaign. This is a couple of times we've had that for Nebraska and Illinois, particularly in Champaign, and so the Huskers will be on a short week. They, the must, shots, not, they must not enjoy high school football in, in Illinois. And we're starting to get more and more conversation around that with college coaches as well. Yeah. I want to talk about Deshaun Singleton. He, I think he was a... Could, could have been an X-factor with Nebraska's defense today. He goes down with a knee injury. You saw Hartzog back there play safety. Kobe Bretz play safety. You saw some different bodies back there. But if this is a long-term injury, how big of a blow for Tony White and the Black Shirts? Well, I feel like they're going to have to rally. If there was a position that could probably withstand an injury, it was the safety spot. But, man, he was playing at such a high level. And he and Omar, those guys seem to be on the same page in terms of communication back there with Giff. So, We'll see what happens from a communication standpoint. That's probably the bigger thing than just the sheer talent. Yeah, and you think about the games that Nebraska has left. Safeties making tackles are going to be a key for games like Illinois, games like Northwestern, even Purdue I would put in that conversation as well. And you don't have one of those guys that is responsible for that. There will be some wear and tear on those other players as well. You hated to see him go down. Um, but I thought Isaac Gifford played a pretty good football game today. This is a, a guy. Outside of that first touchdown pass, because he was beat early, the ball was late. But outside of that, I, I'm kind of with you. And, and, you know, I think you brought up a great point. This doesn't necessarily fit how he he's built to play football yeah. in, in the box and bringing guys down with momentum. Um, but, I, I, again, I thought another guy that played pretty, pretty well on the defensive side of the ball is, is Isaac Gifford. He knew he was going to compete in just by his last name, uh, continue to compete as long as there's time on the clock. Nebraska's defensive line today, how worried are you, Damon, with the lack of pressure in each of the last two weeks? Yeah, that's a little bit of a thing. I thought some of it was due to style, but Nebraska's just not bringing as much pressure, and they're choosing to play coverage. So we'll see. I still think it's a little bit of a work in progress, depending on who's in the game and who's on the back end that you can cover with. I think that has a lot to do with, with some of the pressures and what you're willing to, to have people go through in terms of covering man-to-man. So I, I think that's still a work in progress, but definitely a, a, a little bit of a concern. This team, I think, led the country in sacks through the first three weeks, and the last two weeks, uh, Gusek in the sack column had a couple of chances today, but some quarterback um, maneuvering in the pocket and some scrambles uh, kept the zero on the board in terms of sacks. Nebraska sacked four times today. Another area we didn't really talk about yet in the fifth quarter show, Nebraska's offensive line 
Um, we use the word barometer when we talked in Husker game day. I, I, hindsight, that I don't know that that's a fair that's a fair fair measuring stick at this point where Nebraska is so early on in the rule tenure. But how do you feel Nebraska's O line stood up today against a really really stout? Front? I was I was a little disappointed in terms of the ground game. I felt like you know they would be able to have some more success, but they just couldn't get in a a play calling rhythm. It seemed a little disjointed, and the offensive line never really got a chance. I think to establish a rhythm but when you're only three of ten on third down and you're not converting on third down you don't get those opportunities to get in an offensive rhythm uh, for the most part even though you had the sacks late the offensive line did a decent job in terms of pass protection but it's it's definitely still a work in progress and i think that's an underrated part to what harburg brings as a quarterback he he escaped pressure a few times yeah. and didn't bail out and run he kind of stood in the pocket danced around the pocket and bought himself some time and it was nice to see, uh, you know, a handful of times Nebraska's receivers win downfield because that's another thing that I don't know that that we're giving enough attention to is the playmakers making plays. You saw a drop with Marcus Washington today, and uh, unfortunately, just not enough plays made for Nebraska in the forty-five-seven loss to Michigan. Uh, Coach Rule, I think, is making his way to his press conference again. We'll remind you that uh, coming up here on our post-game show, we will have an exclusive one-on-one chat with head coach Matt Rule. We'll hear from some of the players down in the locker room, and of course, big red reaction coming your way here as well. Forty-five-seven, Nebraska falls to two and three. They are now zero and two in a wide-open Big Ten West division, and I think we're all scoreboard watching, trying to figure out who the favorite in that division is here at this point. Welcome back to the locker room. Huskers come up short against number two Michigan today. I know they're a handful to defend. How did you go into this thing thinking about, do we blitz much? Do we lay back? What was the plan? I think we planned on kind of attacking a lot of different ways. You know, um, we, we wanted to pressure. We wanted to play man. We wanted to overload the box. Um, we just uh, we just were never able to kind of get those negative plays. You need to get them off balance. And when we did get some, yeah, McCarthy did a great job of finding the open defender. So um, it was uh, it was a tough day. A lot of credit to them, though. They were really good on third down. Good teams do that, right? I think they were at one point seven and ten. Yeah, they, you know we weren't able to get a lot of pressure, and uh, when we did, he ran for some, and uh, um, they were able to. Uh, Make some throws and some catches, you know, even the explosive play down the middle of the field. So some things that have been uncharacteristic of us uh, showed up today. What did you see from your run game today? Yeah, we we struggled to get anything going. I mean, they're, they're, um, they're you know, they're the number four defense in the nation for a reason. Um, we, uh, we got behind early, which can always affect that. Obviously, Josh hit that one late in the game. So, you know, again, even in, even in defeat, you always find some guys who step up and you say, hey, let's utilize this guy. So hopefully as we move forward, we'll um, have more of a role for him that he can help us with. Today's broadcast brought to you by Bridges Trust, helping clients invest in your family's future with multi-generational wealth planning trust for your generations. Final thoughts from the head coach coming up next. Valentino's, a slice of home you just can't get anywhere else. What started with a treasured family recipe in Lincoln, Nebraska, has become a classic Italian tradition for 65 years. Short week, how does that change? you got to come back and play on Friday, you got to travel on Thursday. What does that change for the schedule this week? Yeah, it makes some alterations. You know, Mondays are normally our day off. You know, we'll have to work a little bit on Monday. Um, but uh, luckily, it's Friday night. You know, uh, we'll, 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 work, we'll work Thursday morning. We'll get there. And uh, again, you know, we're coming off a tough loss. Hopefully, our, our guys are locked in, and uh, we'll get our guys locked in. And uh, it'll be an opportunity for us to go out and play an Illinois team that, uh, that you know, I think they lost today. So, um, you know, it'll be two teams coming, you know, hurting, coming off uh, big losses, and we'll see who wants it more. What was your message to the team after the game? 
we're the University of Nebraska. We never accept losing. Uh, we don't turn on each other when it does happen. We learn from it. But, you know, we're not going to be satisfied and say, well, well, heck, this is Michigan. I mean, we're Nebraska. So uh, we have a long way to go. Um, but we have uh, an opportunity again in uh, six days. And I expect our guys to accelerate through Friday. All right, have a good week. Thank you. Comments of the head coach of the Huskers. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports in Fairbury. Fairbury premium quality hot dogs. Deliver the home game experience to your family and friends. Fairbury, the official hot dog of Husker Nation. I will have some final thoughts coming up next. Get your seed recommendations with CVA's Go Early Seed program and register to win $7,000 off of a seed box purchase when you visit cvacoop.com. Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. 45-7, Nebraska drops one to number two, Michigan, who looked every bit the number two team in the country. This was the toughest test of the season for Nebraska. And now really a stretch of games that Nebraska certainly has the ability to win each and every week, starting with that Illinois game Friday night in Champaign. They really get blasted today at Purdue. So you're going to be facing a team without much confidence going into that game. But the Huskers come out of this one on the short end. We'll have that short week and get off to Champaign to take on the Fighting Illini next Friday night. That'll do it for me from Memorial Stadium. Stick around. Jessica's got a lot more coming your way from the locker room next. Welcome into the locker room show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with quarterback Heinrich Harburg. Well, that was a tough one, I know, but how physical is Michigan? Yeah, they're big physical Big Ten team that, you know, we've kind of seen on tape. Um, obviously, you know, that you don't make it to the college football playoffs without having, you know, a culture of toughness and, you know, having big, strong athletes. So, um, you know, I think we battled really well with them. Um, just need to execute on a couple things. Your third start, how much do you keep learning with every timeout and, and how much will you take away and get on the film and, and get better from this one? Yeah, I mean, this is probably the one I'll learn from the most. You know, wins are always great, um, and that's what we want to do. But losses like this are what really make you better. Go back, watch the film, see what you did wrong, see what you did right against, you know, a great team like Michigan, um, and then continue to improve on those things. What were the issues? You guys have been so good on in the run and, and rushing, running the football. What were the issues getting that going today? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, schematically, you know, if if we had some, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, just stuff like that. Um, just, you know, I, I think uh, I think we can continue to run the ball well, though. Um, I, you know, I trust the O line to open up gaps. Um, for AG and for myself and for all the anyone who touches the ball um, going forward, you know I don't think, you know I don't think that'll be a problem. That being said, you did make a couple big pass plays, which is what this offense has been wanting to do. So how good was that to get some things going in the air? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, we we struggled kind of getting the ball moving on the ground. Um, but I mean, really, it's hard to run the ball when you know you shoot yourself in the foot every drive. Um, you know, just little things like penalties and you know botch snaps stuff like that um, and so I mean when you get into those second and long third and long situations you can't run the ball um, as well as you want to so a lot of that's on us as well. How do you guys flush this one got a quick turnaround Friday night in Illinois uh, another big one how do you guys just get rid of this one and move on to the next? Yeah I think you I mean you come in tomorrow watch the film like I said see what we did right see what we did wrong um, and then get rid of it start watching Illinois um, and go there on Friday and try and get a win. Heinrich, appreciate it. Thank you. And that is Heinrich Harburg from the Locker Room. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Bridges Trust, serving families, foundations, and institutions to preserve wealth and safeguard legacies for over 75 years. We're back with more from the Locker Room coming up right after this. Welcome back into the Locker Room show. I'm Jessica Cootie here with Nuri Noelio. How tough was that one out there today? Um, we should have played better. 
that's about as much as I can say for that. We didn't play as good as we should have. We didn't play as good as we are, and um, it showed. When you get in a hole like that, how tough is it to get back in front or, or out of that hole against a team like Michigan, the number two team in the in the country? And, and I think they showed why they are today. I mean, it doesn't matter who we play. Um, for us, it's supposed to be what's next, what like literally what is next. Um, and for that to happen, it doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what the score is going to be. Um, there's no emotional roller coaster of like going up and up and downs of good plays, bad plays. It's just next play and then win the next route. Third start for Heinrich, he just said that this will probably be the biggest learning experience of, of all of them. Um, how much do you expect him to just continue to grow with each start and, and whoever at quarterback is out there just to continue to get better? I mean, all of them have like amazing ability and all of them know how to play the position, know how to um, grow at the position and all of them learn throughout the game too. And so uh, I think they're, they're all making huge strides and it doesn't matter who's back behind us, uh, they're all making insane like progress. You know, we've seen Teddy in there a couple times at the at the big package, but he came in for Turner late. How good was that to get him some some reps too, and and again, continuing to build that depth there? Uh, the depth is always good for the O line. Um, you know, you want you want younger guys to step up, and obviously Teddy had had some uh, mishaps uh, over the past couple of years and some some uh, little things that stopped him from playing. But uh, it's you know fun to see see him out there because he's he's just. Like, like us, you know, he's go, going through it just like we do. So uh, it's good to see one of us uh, play more, too. With the lack of depth at running back now, to see Josh Fleeks rip off that run and move to, to the running back, how, how big was that for this team and this offense? <sighs> he's, he's got the burners. Um, it, was, it was good to see him score like that, too. You know, it was a big play, uh, and it was a big play because of him. You know, he made the right read, made the right cut, and uh, started running as, as fast as he could. And, uh, you know, being able to see somebody like him uh, come out on, on a position that he hasn't played in a while or hasn't played, I, I think he played in high school, I'm not sure if he played at Baylor, but, uh, you know, he played, he played running back so long ago and to like, kind of just pick it up and go as, as fast and go as good as he did today, um, I think, you know, for, for, for somebody like him, it's, it's, it's great. You guys have been so good running the football, struggled a little bit today. How do you fix that? How, I mean, it's obviously not an everyday fix. It was just today, but how do you improve on, on that moving forward? Just, you know, the next practice, we got to fix our issues and fix the things that we, uh, we did wrong and then, uh, you know, bring it next week. Uh, physical game, I know you guys got beat up a little bit at really every position. How important is the recovery and being really focused and locked in on that this week? It's the most important thing. Uh, you know, we we do our recovery circuits. We do our little little things uh, that you know we have the best facilities in the nation. So like the, the cold tub, hot tub, contrast, uh, sauna. Uh, you know, all the all the recovery options that we have, um, they they give us a chance to like come back almost at 100% as, or as much as you know you can. So uh, it's insanely important to like be able to get there and like do the things that you need to do to bring your bodies back. Because I mean, playing a game is not the easiest thing to do. And practices are not that easy either. So it's, it's really important to like bring your bodies back. You know, for those of us that are not in that locker room, how tough is it to move on from this? Or, or is this something that this mindset that this team has that, I mean, you have to, that you have no choice, right? Yeah, I mean, it shows you who wants to be with us and who doesn't. Um, at, at, we will see over the next few days, obviously, who wants to ride with us. And being an older guy, you know, it's like, well, you know, you want it to work this year, but I know it's going to work over the next few years. I know it is. And if it works this year, I'm happy. I know the other guys are happy too. And, like, I want the people in the locker room to, like, experience it now. You know what I mean?
And so it just shows you who wants to play with us who, 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 and who doesn't, you know. Nuri Nuelli, I appreciate your time as always. Of course. Right, that is Nuri Nuelli from the locker room. Sap Brothers is proud to be an official partner of Husker Athletics and to serve Nebraska's farmers and Husker fans across America's heartland for over 52 years. Sap Brothers is your total solution for all your fuel, propane, and lubricant needs. We're back with more from the locker room coming up. Welcome back into the locker room show here with Thomas Fedoni. Well, I know that was a tough one. How was that locker room just now? Um, you know, it was obviously not how we wanted it to be. We want to be in there celebrating after a win. I think it was a, definitely a, you know, awakening moment. We need to be better. Um, I think, well, I know we are a way better team than, you know, we went out there, including myself, obviously. It's not any one person. It's the whole team. Um, so we just need to improve um, and, you know, we got, you know, we played a good team, um, but I do think we're right there with them. I, I believe that. I truly believe that. Um, I know that for um, honestly. So we just got to go out there and, and show it. That what's next um, mentality that you guys have. It's easy to say, but how do you do it? Especially when I know you guys are disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of ingrained in us now. Um, after everything we've we've done with Coach Rule, it's kind of just like a almost like, almost like a habit. Um, we we practice since. Mat drills, you know, uh, four-way trade every every day in practice. We just have that what's next mentality. Something goes wrong. Okay, what's next? So what's next? You don't want to dwell on the last play, um, and it's something that you know a lot of people, including myself, struggle with at first. And but but now it's like it's just ingrained in us. And uh, what's next is what's next going into this week against Illinois. So we got a you know a big game and uh, go back and bounce back. Uh, you know the way we not I know we can. You guys didn't run the ball as well as you have in the first four games, but you did get some things going in the passing game. How good was that? Because I know you guys, as an offense, have been talking about trying to make some big plays in the in the throwing game, and you guys were able to do that today. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if one thing's not going, you know, the way we think it or want it to, I think it was great for our offense to, you know, get some get some balls in the air and, and our offense rolling a little bit in the, in the air game, um, passing game. And I think that gave uh, our receivers and quarterback, you know, a little more and everyone, honestly, some more confidence in our pass game, knowing that, you know, we can we can be a great passing team and a great running team. We just got to put the whole thing together and do it every week. This is a physical football game and it's a quicker turnaround than normal. How important is it to be disciplined in the recovery and, and getting your body ready to go for another tough Big Ten matchup? Honestly, that's a huge thing that I've, I mean, this is really my first year, um, you know, playing, and that's probably the biggest thing that I've tried to uh, get the, really good at is just, you know, recovering and coming back week, week after week and, you know, getting my body right. So I'm in there every day at like 6 a.m. for the recovery, and I'm doing everything you possibly can. I'm just like red light therapy, every, everything that, that you can possibly think of. And I think, you know, the whole team has to have that mindset because it is a quick turnaround. Um, so it, it's going to be big for us in recovery and getting that. How much can you guys take away from this going into the film? I know you look at the film every week. How much can you build off of this, even though, you know, again, not the outcome that you wanted? Oh, we can we can take a lot from this. Um, you know, coach always says you, you know, it's always, you can't like run from a crisis or I'm not for sure the way he words it, but sometimes it's good to have a crisis and you got to learn from it. Mm -hmm. um, so you, we, we got to take this and we got to learn from the film and, you know, get better, get better at everything as an offense and a defense. And, as a, as a player, um, every, everyone just, you know, you got to take that next step forward, just take the next step and get better. Thomas Fedoni, as always, appreciate your time. Thank you. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Bridges Trust, helping clients invest in your family's future with multi-generational wealth planning. Trust for generations. We're back to wrap up the locker room next. Welcome back into the locker room. I'm Jessica Hootie here with Ty Robinson. Well, uh, that was a tough one. How physical was that one out there today? I mean, we played our type of ball. Uh, I thought we did pretty good up front. Just a lot of missed assignments, but... 
just got to go look at the film and see what we got to do better with. You know, Coach Knighton challenged you guys, and then you came back and you had a couple of good drives about doing your job. How important is it to remember that, not to do too much, but just to do what your job is? When you have 11 guys doing their job you, as a defense, you can't be, uh, nobody can run on you, nobody can pass on you. And clearly, I think we just let the logo get bigger than what it was, and guys were trying to make plays or they had their eyes in the wrong spot. But, you know, like I said, we just come back and learn from it. What's next? How important is that this week, especially? Quick turnaround. We got Illinois. I mean, that's going to be our main focus uh, tomorrow. Might, might have uh, just the young guys and, you know, all the older guys watch the film. And I don't know if the coaches will go over with us, but um, that mentality is, is perfect for this example and this opportunity that we have. And, you know, it's going to show uh, how we, when we play Illinois next week. I know you guys have a next man up mentality, but Deshaun Singleton going out there early. How tough was that for this defense? I mean, Deshaun was a big part of our defense. I mean, it, it, he's part of that glue. We all play well together, but. Like I said in previous in the past, you know, that next guy mentality is is true, and I think um, I think Kobe went out there for him, or I don't I don't remember who went out for him, but yeah, uh, I mean he stepped up, and I thought he did pretty well. Uh, I mean, to go in against Michigan and have to play uh, as a backup in the whole game, I thought he did pretty well. How do you guys move forward from this and, and get better from it? What do you learn from it? Uh, that what's next mentality is learn from the film. Can't be sensitive about it. What you put on put on tape is what you put on tape. Uh, so you just kind of learn from that. And then just um, recovery and getting your body right. I mean, I've asked everybody about this, but how important is that with a quick turnaround? I know this coaching staff has put a big emphasis on it, but you guys got a, another big one coming up on Friday with a quicker turnaround. I think this coaching staff's done a great job for uh, post-game recovery. Uh, tomorrow we'll come in, we'll lift, and then have another time slot for uh, like an hour and a half of recovery before we start meetings and start a practice for tomorrow night. So I think we'll be okay. All right. Appreciate your time, Ty. Thank you. And that is Ty Robinson from the Locker Room. Farmers Mutual of Nebraska. Experience a personalized difference when your insurance is kept local. Visit fmne.com to contact an agent near you.